Saturday, January 29th, Black Flamingo Brewing Company. It's going down, hip-hop for the flock. Featuring DJ Tres, spinning the illest hip-hop, including his debut instrumental release, Shooting for the Sudan. Starting at 8 p.m., $5 cover, Black Flamingo Brewing Company. Located at 3260 Northwest 23rd Avenue, Suite 400E, Pompano Beach, Florida, 33069. Also, this event is brought to you due in part to Bruce Beats and Eats Podcast. Brews brought to you by Black Flamingo Brewing Company. The Eats brought to you by Jenny with the pot and the beats being spun by DJ Tres. That's Black Flamingo Brewing Company, 3260 Northwest 23rd Ave, Suite 400E, Pompano Beach, Florida, 33069. choice man um i love all beers man to be honest with you but let me see man i hope people don't look at me crazy man i drink natural lights man mf doom of course it's gonna be doomsday but take me to your leaders my shit stew kunk stew kunk and rice podcast i am your host old head ed thank you for tuning in yet again um got these episodes jumping off on a uh on a uh bi-weekly nah bi-weekly is two times a week so um bi-monthly two times a month yeah yeah that's what i'm gonna go with two times a month this is bruce beast and he's the podcast and i am your host sometimes i'm good at it sometimes i'm not but uh regardless we're here the best part about these episodes is that i get to sit down and talk to someone um that is way better at what they do than I am at what I do. Um, that's kind of like the pleasure. And at the same time, we all get to know the guests. Um, and, and of course, we got to run through the uh, their beer tastes, um, the music tastes. And, and before it's all said and done, we talk about what they like to eat. This guest right here, the, the, the only way I could set it off before I, I introduce y'all to our guest this week is um, he's one of the, like, I think one of the first people that stopped me in the beginning of this podcast uh, when I first started doing it, and he told me, yo, I got to get with you. I want to be on your podcast. And this is like yeah. when there was barely like 12 episodes in. Wow. Um, and here we are on the brink of season three popping off, and we finally, we finally got a chance to sit down and talk. Um, I'm talking about none other than DJ Black Snow. All right, all right. Yes, yo. Peace and blessings, man. Always, Same here, bro. Always a good feeling to sit down and chop it up with you. Likewise. We, we've had moments where, uh, mostly on, on you know, out on the town. Right, right, At right. events, you know, yes. we had a chance to sit down and talk. And uh, I remember specifically, um, I think it was um, Thousands album release. Yeah. When he dropped the Chronicles of the Third Born. Right on. 
and you was out there, and and that's when yeah. he was like, "Yo, I yeah. follow you. I yeah, want to get on the show." Yeah, that's when we like, first. Well, we, yeah, that's yeah, when we first. And we yeah. gotta make it happen. Yeah, but definitely. your story goes way back before, yeah, that, yeah. way back before that. Yeah. Um, recently, um, you know what? I'm, I'm gonna set this one off, and I'm, I'm gonna dedicate this one to Fred. You know what I'm saying? Okay, I'll well, definitely, Fred. All uh, day. Fred Rock, because um, that at that point was where we we realized that we knew somebody. Yes, we knew somebody from you know from way back, right around the same time. Right on. And then and then that kind of made our world smaller because then like we found the connect. I'm like, oh shit, right, so we, right, we, right. we had to know each other. Right, been in the same circle for for many years for longer man. than Just, we knew. Yeah. Way before I even thought about doing a podcast. Right. So that's where I want to take it back because now I'm I'm gonna try to fill in. I'm gonna try to fill in like like memory lane, like the the, the moments in, in my youth where I'm sure that we came across from each other, you know, right. at some point. Right. Um so let's take let's take it back to early on, you know, music influencing you and you deciding to get into just hip hop in general. Right, okay. All right. Um man, wow, let me see, man. Starting from the beginning, I'll say before hip hop, man, mm-hmm. I was always into music, of course, you know. Um Funk, soul, and all that—you know the shit I grew up on, uh, growing up in the late '70s and early and, and mid to the ending, ending of the '80s. You know that era. Yeah. Um, you know I was just um, attracted to anything that sounded good, funky music, whether it was country, uh, rock, you know, whatever. Yeah. You know. So um, by the time that I got into hip hop, man, I'd say it was around uh, 1982. Probably okay. uh, 81 when I started, you know, I was a younger dude, so when my ears started getting more, you know, tuned into it, was becoming more of a, I wouldn't say commercial, but it was being played more on the radio. Okay. Coming out of more cars and, yeah. you know, it was a, it, it became a, a household thing, you know what I'm saying? Correct, so, correct. You know, along with the breakdancing and shit, of course, um, man, I, I'd say I really got started in it around 83. Okay. When I first tried my hand out at it, okay, hearing um, scratching and mm. you know I was just I, I was uh, I was attracted to that shit and yeah. I tried my hand at it. You know, ended up um, you know going. My uncle was actually he wasn't a DJ, but he was a a person that just knew how to scratch. So he played okay. with the record. Got you. Run DMC, Jam Master J. Credit that. You know, um, I tried my hand at it, man, and. Never stopped ever since, man. You know? Nice. Yeah. 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 So your, your uncle was like, I know a lot of times people share the story that as, as young children, um, they weren't allowed to mess around with equipment. Exactly. The That's where I was So, But at. your uncle was somebody who kind of... Uh, the one who let me touch, touch yeah. the turntable. Plus, he was not too much older than me. Maybe Uncle Rob was like 18. I, I maybe was... Ten. Okay. Okay. So, so yeah, know, I was still in a in the age range. Right. That yeah, I was, couldn't touch my mom them shit. I could play records, but when I went trying to yeah, you had to, <laughs> you drag had to turn around and look. Hey, what that? Hey, what you doing? There? You're scratching up my records, and you know. <laughs> so my uncle, he saw. I say, hey, man, teach me how to scratch. You know, Uncle Rob, and he showed me. You know, put his hand in, and yeah. you know, giving me you know lessons of uh, you know how how lightly to touch the record, and okay. you know. Just um, you know, filling me in, man, on on what he knew, and um, from there, man, he couldn't get me out of his room. 
Wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. It left that much of an impression yeah, on you. Yeah, he like, get me was... out of his room. Every time I was there, man, I'd be in his room. Hey, man, get there. You gonna... <laughs> I'm there, man. I just want to be on the turntable. So. Yeah. Um, of course, I couldn't afford them shits back then. You know, um, moms had like a component set. And, um, you know, she saw what I... She started to kind of pay attention and see what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And this shit is crazy. But she went out and got me a Fisher Price turntable, man. Yo, yeah, the, the I, my first joints, the my first turntable, yeah, yeah. The, the white, the all yeah, white uh-huh, shit. Uh-huh. And, and to be honest with you, I think that particular, or we called them a record player back mm-hmm. then, mm-hmm. that particular um, piece of equipment, man, actually helped me to build because it was so sturdy. It's actually a, a Real shit is nice to be honest with yeah. you. Yeah, so, yeah, man. Yeah, I was on some tutorial, on like yeah. starting for the first time. From there, and then you know, from there I went to a stereo, and then from finding whoever in the neighborhood had music, and I was out there, boom. You know? Ah, okay. So you know, then I became a, 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 a self-proclaimed DJ at the time. Got you. Where so, was this at? This was actually this was in Miami. Okay. Yeah, this is Carroll City. All right. Carroll City area. Um, sometimes Liberty City. Okay. You know, so it was um. You know, they had a lot of DJs here back then. Mm. DJs were like, they were all over the place. So yeah. it was like, man, yeah. Jerry, yeah. you know what? You bring up a, you, you, you bring up a, a point, um, a thought, I thought of this. I'm like, I imagine at that time, I mean, Miami always had a nightlife. Yeah. But the sure. nightlife wasn't always what it is, what we know it now, where there's always something going off. Right. And everywhere there's a place, a venue to go to. Like back then, it was more like the block parties. That was right, the yeah, venue. That was the venue. Man. So you were bound to run it, bump into somebody putting the system outside. Right. And that's and that's basically where I came from because during those times, um, my other uncles they they would throw parties at the house and then they bring their their dudes through mm. and they'd be there with the two turntables. Yeah. Back then they had like. Um, Mixer was called a Bozak, man. A Bozak. Really? And yeah. And I, I never got to touch none of that shit. I, but I'll be standing there looking, Danny is <laughs> drooling, you know, <laughs> waiting to get down, man. Yeah. And then you had other spots like, you know, they, they had a lot of team discos here in Miami. Okay. So I'll yeah. go out to those shits, you know, like the, the you know, it'll be a regular arcade slash pool hall. Yeah. And, you know, just get to watch people jam. And, you know, I used to just go out to hear the the different records and different okay. shit like that. Of course, they was playing shit that you couldn't hear on the radio, so that was like the the, the best part about going out. When yeah. People now is different. They play all the shit on the radio. Yeah. The st- yeah. And I still, I still play shit that's not on the radio. I play B-sides, a lot of B-sides and rare yeah. music, and that's uh, uh, credited to my background. Yeah, and how they, know? yeah, what right. they how did they, back Yeah, then. how they were doing. So, the, which I call the orthodox way, you know what I mean? Okay, yeah, so. yeah it makes sense. Yep. So, that's excellent. Um, in between there and then you um, finding yourself in a place where you had your own setup, was there anything else, hip-hop, any of the other elements you touched on? Did you did you get into any rhyming? Did you get Oh, in? yeah, oh, most definitely. Okay. See, back then, it was... I wanted to do it all. I was breakdancing, of course. Everybody, oh, yeah. it was like a fever. You uh-huh, know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Everybody was boogieing, man. So, you know, that part of it. And then, um, of course, Miami, you know, Miami's graffiti culture goes way back. Yeah. So, yep. back then, you know, I'm seeing shit, seeing people. And, you know, we was, you know, I had a family out in New York, which I they used to visit time to time and seeing that shit. Yep. So, I, I picked my pen up. I started mm. writing 
well, you know, um, tagging at least mm -hmm. around 1984. Okay. You know, oh, came wow. up with my own name, which was Fresh at the time. Okay. I used to tag Fresh, and then I perfected that shit until, you know, a, one of, a good buddy of mine came along and, and just called me Snow. He called me Snowball. Okay. Yeah, really? In Miami? Yes. I don't know why. I, I still to this day, he, he ain't living. Mm. But um, he, he was a dude that took me under his wing and started teaching me all the different styles. The and, styles, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was like, you snow, man. He just called me Snowball. Really? Snowball, and then it went from there. Um, I'd say around that same time, the MCing, of course. Yeah. So I was, like, you know, fascinated with, uh, you know, the, the, the artists that I was, um, you know, that I was inspired by, like Run DMC, mm. you know, Fat Boys, Treacherous 3, all that different type of shit and you know I tried my hand in writing so this round maybe 85 okay so 1985 I know I wrote my first rhyme my very first time All I right. wrote pen, pen yeah. the rhyme down okay and, uh, probably like a half a paragraph man and really? I just went from there now, what, what, so, you remember if it was a story rap or was it some old like, like the uh, braggadocio like man it was kind of yeah it was like the kind of like the sinister kind of the same way I am now man like on some Rap vigilante shit. Gotcha. Okay. You know, so I, I was talking about, of course, a pistol and uh, just, you know, vandalism and just Got, different things, okay. man. It was all put into, I can't remember it yeah. right off bat, but, you know. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. true. That's dope. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, I, uh, early on then, I know a lot of times cats, uh, it was right, and just the influence of what they were hearing, there was a lot of story raps and a lot of times cats. Right, right, right. right. That was the biggest. Stuff. That was the biggest thing to go to the story shit, mm -hmm. man. Always yeah. a story about a female, and, yeah, yeah, you know, exactly. getting caught fucking yeah. a female, or, yeah. you know, some yeah. shit like that. Yeah. You know, yeah, man. So that's that's basically um, me and the the elements of uh, of hip hop. Like mm -hmm. I said, I started trying to DJ at eighty three, graffiti, breakdance. Well, graffiti and and DJing around the same time. Okay. I mean, um, breakdancing. breakdancing. That around the same time. Yeah. Break is probably the first thing I did. Yeah. But, yeah, because the yeah. first thing you could do that it'll, like, you don't have to have equipment. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. you just move you to the music. Yeah, exactly. Somebody provides so, the music, you move to it. Right, right on, right on. So, you know. Uh, so, graffiti and breakdancing right around. Yeah, right. 83 and 84, the graffiti. Gotcha. You know, DJing first and then the um, the MC and 85. And okay. From there, I was just, I started doing everything. I was always, as you, you can see now, you come here, you see the. The books, you got the I'm books. Still, you still got the yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I can't that. stop right over everything. I still it's <laughs> still a habit. So rhyming, still rhyming, still turntables, and then I'd say the last thing that I did was get into um into beat production. Okay. So that yeah. would be around eighty six, man. Oh, eighty six, okay. eighty seven, because I didn't have any equipment. So mm. by this time I'm meeting up with different dudes, different crews back then and you know run into a dude uh, I remember I don't remember this guy's name uh, damn since a cat had a uh, a boss it was like a Dr. Rhythm okay the small drum machine little Dr. Rhythm yeah, yeah. it was by it was by boss and uh, it was called a, I think it was boss or I'm not sure I remember boss Dr. Rhythm was a um, silver drum machine and it was in like a little case and okay. all, all it had was like um the 808 sounds. Okay. The 808 drum the kicks. Heavy, like, yeah. Yeah, cowbell. You know. Boom, uh -huh. boom, okay. Boom, yeah. Boom, Basically, a, a Miami bass 
starter kit. Okay. I, I would call it. But, right. you know, we was using it in different ways. You got the reverb on it. So I, 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 I dabbled at that a little bit. Never was good at the programming and shit like mm. that. Um, from there, everything just kind of went into a blur. And then somehow everything just started coming together, man. Okay. I started meeting more dudes and ended up in spots where cats got the equipment. And then somehow I came up on a... a a spot where the guy was with a with a SP12 man, and which was at that time, which there, was like yeah, that was like man, looking at that machine, that was a sought after piece of it equipment. It was like the Millennium Falcon, man. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it, it was like looking at that shit from there, and then you know with the Ron, everything just came together. I say right. at that point, that's right. maybe around '87, yeah. close to the '88. Yeah. So this is where by this time I'm. This is why I could say I I became. Snow, I was snow. Okay, uh, if I was a fool, you know, uh, you know who I am today. Word, and that and that just happens to correlate with the time where the hip hop gets even a stronger footing. Because, like you said, right. it, it kind of made its way, crept in right. to, to like mainstream, like late seventies, early eighties. Oh, yeah. And then, but by the time eighty seven seven came oh, around, man. yeah, it was the sound was a lot more established. Oh, man. It was a lot. It was accepted. It was starting to become a more accepted. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, different yeah. different people were listening to Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Man, uh, the thing with me was I was getting tapes from my family in New York. This is what kind yeah. of advanced make me a more than a lot of people here. A lot of people didn't know. I, man, I know still to this day, this is how I know a lot of music. And I was going back and forth over there, you know, business thing, you know, going yeah. here and there. A couple of days, you know, a holiday or something like that, man. I was just getting all this shit. And then I'm, you know, the styles and... The way people were were totally different. Mm. So this, you know, I've been doing it since I was young. Up, yeah. You know, but when hip hop, I would say, when hip hop changed, when I saw it actually change, man, it had to be around like, man, that that real transition was like the end of the '85 going into like '86, and mm. the beat started changing. And this is when. Like I'm saying, and I, when I found out that, and I uh, fast forward to like '87, when I saw that that um, that SP12 man, yeah. and it, from there I started learning. This is where that sounds coming from. Mm. I didn't know what a sample was. Okay, people were sampling, you know, hitting a little. Yeah, was, yeah. Well, it was like a, it was like an eight second sample, or was oh, it? Oh man, I think even we that. had less than that. I, man, I think we had about. Man, maybe it was 12 seconds so for second. the, the whole thing. But, man, it just was, I mean, I don't know how we did it. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, when the guys were, were doing the beats, I didn't yeah. start making my own until around 89. Okay. 89. I think I orchestrated my own, my first Learn. joint. Where yeah. I was still getting help. But, man, the I don't know how we were coming up with this shit, man. It was yeah. like, you know, so, I, like I said, anyway... Between traveling and all that shit and going back and forth and getting a lot of different material from up top, man, I started um, I started advancing. Okay. The rhyme style, we'd be listening to people like uh, who, uh, the JVC Force. Yeah. You know, of course, yeah. all the, the early Rakim, Biz, mm -hmm. and, you know, Juice Crew people. They, and it was a lot of different. Tila Rock, of course, too. Yeah. His, his shit was like, he was at his... His peak at that time, man, with like Scratch Monopoly and uh, 
breaking bells and all that shit. So the rhyme content, everything was why these cats down here was rhyming over, you know, rhyming like kind of like simple Simon shit. Yeah, these niggas ultra magnetic. Yeah, he they were trying to, yes, definitely, they were trying to push the envelope on lyricism as to yeah. where down here they kind of understood, yeah, they understood absolutely. the science of, uh, it's more for like the group of people all enjoying themselves right. and having a good time and then they really don't want to bombard them with like the lyricism because it's, they want everybody to kind of like catch the groove oh, man. And, and just yeah. enjoy the vibe. So no, yeah, definitely. But it's dope. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, crazy, a, man. it's a great, it's great. I think for any... We, I don't know myself. I, I didn't realize it at the time, but um, I think it's great whenever you can see you can have influences from both areas. Like you said, you right. have people that lived up north that would bring the tapes down to oh, you. Man. So you got to experience both sides, which makes you right. an all-around better right. producer, uh, DJ, um, and whatnot. It's just you have right. it, you're seeing the influences, you see what right. people are doing, and then you come up with your man, own. There was music that was being played. I could say, man, in New York. You were getting shit that you would hear, like records still to this day that, that I remember, but I can't find. Like it's, mm, and yeah. a lot of people don't remember, but I'm just saying they were playing. They, it was just, man. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Word, it's crazy. Word, so, word. Yeah. so that now you're down here, you start, you're starting to put beats together with the help of others. Um, you eventually start a crew, right? Right. I think he was, he was a, right. a pivotal point in, right. uh, in NOH. Right, right, right. Okay. Yeah, we. Oh yeah, that. Before NOH, I'll say, because I still, you know, I keep it on my timeline. Okay. But, um, you know, through, without, you know I mean, while, while going through all my uh, training, I can say, with, like, okay. different DJs, different B-boys, and, yeah. you know, I, I matured to the point where I can now, I can run a crew. Got so, you. I mean, by this time, I was in Miami Lakes Junior High. Probably went out to New York on that summer, you know. Okay, so let's say around 1989, I'm I'm going to Carroll City Senior High now, so I'm all I'm 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 up to park, man, mm-hmm. from the gear yeah. to I've got everything. You. Yeah. you know what I'm saying? I'm I'm there. I'm I'm, 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 I'm you know. Yeah. I'm, I'm already you know I'm built. So, yeah. um, I start making up with a lot of other brothers, and um, when we started, I was a part of a crew called Two MB Peace Bomb. Okay. Which means uh, too much brothers. Peace bar, man. Yo, we had like, man, I know we had to have like 100 niggas in there. Wow. It was big crew. It was different crews. Yeah. Bought. So my, my, my homeboy, Camelot, man, he, uh, we still cool to this day. He was kind of like the organizer. He was always about organizing gotcha. and shit. And I used to listen to him a lot, man. Mm-hmm. And, and he bought all these different cliques together. So I'm like, yeah, man, I'm, I'm listening to it. He had a philosophy. Mm. You know, so fast forward, man. Um, I kind of grew out of that peace bomb shit. Okay, I grew out of it because I, I was kind of a, a rebellion. I was a, mm. I, I wanted, I just wanted my shit. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I just started growing out. I wasn't really getting along with a lot of these other cats. Yeah. You know, we little fights here and there. Well, it's a lot, it's a, yeah, you, I mean, with that many people, you're bound to bump yeah. at the people that you're not. You don't oh, see eye to eye with. Yeah, we went yeah. shit, man. It was, and this was all about hip hop, man. It was all about, about get, yeah. uh, all the fights. Everything was all about hip hop, style stealing, biting, oh, all yeah, that. Yeah, you know, not a lot at all. Shit, like now, it's a little more acceptable. Like you could, you could lift 
something style off of somebody now or, right. or imitate it and then you right. know you, right. nobody gets mad but back yeah, then every, you wasn't every, able yeah, to it's a, everything is a past now yeah everybody and you know being together is good everybody loving each other and shit but back then we filtered all that shit mm-hmm. it was you know you had you had to answer you had gatekeepers and shit yeah so not getting off the subject but I started my crew I met up with a brother named XL man and we just he was like, man, um, like, you know, just talking and shit. He's like, yeah, man, we're going to call ourselves, man. And he was like, man, we the Mission Tribe. Okay. Mission Tribe. Mission so, Tribe. Yeah, so he's like, yo, man, we always on missions. We always on missions. Which, which Walking, was, whatever. Yeah, yeah, which was a phrase that was used back then. Yeah, when it's it was a mission. Yo, you, so yo let's like, get yo, on this mission. We're going to. We the Mission Tribe. Yeah. So. We we went with that shit, and we had a brother in there. He was like, yo, this shit got to mean something. It's like, nigga, come up with a meaning for it. Many individuals successfully succeeding in our Negroes. I was like, that's a lot. All right, nigga, cool. We'll keep that in the back pocket. <laughs> Until something you know better saying? comes so along. <laughs> we went with the Mission Tribe thing, so now we up at about 1990, man, and the crew, we're, we're getting real deep. We're getting... You know, it's we getting a name for ourselves. Yeah. You know, we doing everything from scrapping to you know, it's just all the youthful know, stuff. The street wars, yeah. banging up, throwing your names up, and you know, getting getting our burn on and shit like that. And um, we we um out of the crew, the rappers were my brother, Mr. Bean, me, and uh, we had a brother named OJ. Okay. So we was the MCs, man, and wow. we we were the. You know the the creative source of the the music part of it. Gotcha. So man, we just um, I was like, yo, we should just go wreck house parties, mm. go to house parties yeah. and find wherever you might. Fast forward that shit. How I ran, how we ran into. Am I taking too long? No, no, you good, you good. All right, I'm sorry, man. But anyway, yeah, I'm, I'm like reminiscing. But we get to. Um, what happened, man? He's in the flea market because they used to have oh, the, yeah, yeah. rhyming, you know, show people up there getting down doing their, their talent show shit. Mm-hmm. And um, this is how I came into Funky Bastards. It's a, it's a story is crazy. Yeah, there was a rapper named Sinister Class. I used to like this nigga, man. He was real dope, man. I was yeah. like, yo, man, that that dude right there. He was funky yeah. from New York, man. He used to get up there. One fucking song, burn it, bomb. You know, I'm there. I'm at this time. I'm there's so many different things. Man. I'm leaving out shit, but I'm DJing at the time for a cat named uh, Say La D, which the the record is online. Is getting people they want whatever. So, um, what happened, man? We DJing, then we you know we're in the group. Blah, blah, okay, anyway, uh, we ended up finding out. We, we this guy comes in the flea market. He hears us say, Yo, man. That dude's dope. Y'all gotta go to the spots. The Cameo Theater, man. I'm gonna put y'all on stage. The world famous Cameo down it's in like South Beach. March. Yeah, it's yeah. like March 1990. I'm wow. like, I'm like, for real? We gonna get it? Yo, we gonna go on? Yeah, man. Y'all, y'all got a song? We ain't got no song recorded. <laughs> so we went. He said, I got a studio. He had his boy. He was like, and it was like this. Yeah, we walked into like, how you come in my apartment? Yeah. yeah. We walked into this shit, but it was. This is high tech compared to what we had there. Niggas had a DMX drum machine, a four track, two turntables, a bunch of records, and a microphone. Wow. And he was like, yo, y'all need to come up with a song, man. So we sat there, 
came up, scrambled up some sample shit, and we, we uh, came up with a song called Come Get Some. Okay. Cutting Big Daddy Kane, uh, uh, doom, 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 you know, from yeah, yeah. what the fuck, uh, Warm It Up Kane. Yeah, Warm It Up, yeah. So the Come Get Some was the chorus, and then we wrote our three verses, and we was ready. We was ready to go on stage the next week, man. We thought we was ready. <laughs> First time we, you know, yeah. we used to mind at house parties. And yeah. It's a different box, element. Beatbox ciphers yeah. and shit. Yeah. That you never heard yourself inside of a fucking uh, place where, you know, you got monitors on the front. Everything Designed is, for performance. Yeah, it's yeah. weird. And so it's like, the shit was like, so we got up there, man. Um... My dude was like, he still is my brother to this day, Eric Duncan. He said, man, yo, man, y'all should have had some dancers. And I'm like, because back then, he, I'm like, man, we don't need that, yo. budget for dancers? Yeah, he was like, I'll dance. Oh. He was an old B-boy. Okay. Like, it's crazy. And then my homegirl, Rhonda, was there. She had a cast on her fucking leg. So imagine how we went up there. We, Yo, we... Yeah, she went on stage with the cast. Yeah, and it man, it, it looked like something from Family Guy, man. It was weird. <laughs> so Carl B. Dredd, you know Carl Barton, he's you know, he's he was the one of the promoters, DJ okay. Chris, which is classic now. Yeah. He was spinning. I'm gonna bring everything back into order. Okay. Um Yo, we did the show. Man, we was pumped up. We but we felt like, you know, we could feel like uh, I don't know, but we was pumped up. Yeah. Man, this guy gets on stage with a gas mask on, man. Really? Dread, he was like, yo, do they get the gas face or what? No. Gas face was out. Big they, yeah. Carl used to come on with a with a, uh, with a, a gas, gas mask, mask. Meaning that? Yeah, fuck them. Oh, <laughs> damn. Man, so. Wow. Hey, man, that shit didn't break me. It didn't break okay. us. We felt bad. So now how it comes into play, but how we get to NOH and, um. The funky bastards and everybody. So I just kept bugging this dude, Carl, man. I'm like, yo, man, look, give us another chance, man. We're kind of, man, he was like, uh. I said, yo, but let me pass some flies out for you, man. And right. I'm just trying to become this guy's friend. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, yeah. I want we want to perform, man. Correct. We want another shot. We want to keep that door open. Like, oh, hopefully, yeah. get that second chance. I got so you. So he brings me to his crib, and um, he is like, all right, man. He, he um, she want to pass flies out. He's like, guy, right, give me a bag, of flies. Mm-hmm. We want to get in free too. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, yo, I'm gonna promote this to all the high schools, man. Yeah. But back then, you could get in. You know, it was Fridays and it was the summertime coming. Yeah. So I'm, I'm like going to American. I'm going to Carroll City. I'm, I'm just that's a flies. I dropped out of school. Wow. To, to do, pursue this, to pursue. Yeah, the I just didn't give a fuck no yeah. more. Once I went to the cameo, mm. I was like, "Yo, this is it, man. We got." So it. you had to make this work at yeah. that point. Like that's yeah, why you bro. had to. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, and I'm I'm just bugging Carl. He ain't letting us get on stage. He said, "Look, man." He said, "Man, you need to talk to this guy I know, G Smooth." He was the manager of the Funky Bastards, which they were the Asia tribe at that time. We okay. were the Asia tribe. He put us in. Okay. So I talked to them. They helped us get our music together. We started rehearsing with them niggas. We got cool. So. We going in the cameo. So now, flashback to when I'm in the flea market, the guy I saw that was rhyming, I seen this nigga in cameo. I'm like, yo, yo, this nigga did it, man. Yeah. So I'm introducing them to him. He ended up becoming the third member of Funky Bastards. 
Wow. We yeah, we did. It's just little shit, man. Yeah, it it take it, me two parts to get all this shit out. Uh, man, but. <laughs> but and plus, there's, there's a lot more we need to discuss. Um, yeah, yeah, let's go. We, 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 tell me say, yeah. No, man, we um, you know, we we got a, a healthy helping of, of of Black Snow's story, um, complete with with references to just the Miami scene, um, the cameo, right. and, and 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 the the experience of like. Like learning the hard way how to how to perform at right. an actual venue. So right, that's, right, that's right. crazy. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. There's a lot more DJ talk I want to get into too mm-hmm, um, before we mm-hmm. get into this group oh, yeah. segment. I mismatch it. <laughs> yeah, before, but we got we got time to cover it. But yeah. before we get into this next segment, um, let them know where they can find you, um, where they can keep in touch. I mean, I know you got the Chief Beats page. Right. So wh- wh- where can they find you? I uh, you can find me on IG at. Um, Chief Beats 2021 on Instagram and also The Wise One that's spelled all the way out T-H-E-W-I-S-E-O-N-E 73 the number 73 at Gmail My people, I've been at um, what's that shit called again? IG IG I forgot also if you want to check out some um, older material and just some beats and shit that I kick around you can go on Funky Black Snow at uh, SoundCloud. Oh, shit. Black okay. Snow, yeah. Well, it'll say Black Snow. Black Snow SoundCloud. S-N-O. Yeah. Leave out the W, but That's we still right. winning. Um, Word up. My people, right. stay like tuned. That. Stay tuned. Here we go. Yeah. Yeah. We have to use that. Uh, stay tuned. We still got the bruise, the beast, and the east to get through. Mm-hmm. Um, stick around. There's a lot more. I mean, we, we already heard, like, the intro. Um, so you know there's more And we've only got to like 91 I think if any. Right, right, right so, Yeah, yeah We're so, up to about 91 now but, So we're gonna leave it right there We're gonna do the cliffhanger thing Y'all stay tuned It's Bruce Beast and Easter Podcast Yep Big beer, little beer Big beer, little beer Big beer, little beer Beer, 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 beer Big beer, little beer Big beer, little beer Big beer, little beer Beer, 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 beer Bruce Beast and Easter Podcast And we have reached We have reached the Bruce portion of the podcast. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, favorite. Yeah, I was gonna say yes. Yes, this is the guest favorite. Um, my favorite too, because then it gives me an excuse to try beers um, at the same time, and then challenge myself to continue to conduct an interview while I'm a couple of beers in. It's always fun, at least not for me, but everybody else enjoys it because then I start mispronouncing words, so on and so forth. Ah. But let, let's see what we get. Let's see what we get. Um, this segment here is the is the Bruce segment. Like I said. I provide four beers for our guests to try. Um, they'll sample them, give us his thoughts on them, and at the same time, um, we'll get maybe a, an early beer memory, uh, maybe the first time they had a beer, um, right through until what they're drinking nowadays, and then um, and then we'll get a real quick one through four, the one that they like the most or the one they like the least. Like I always say, like I'm not sponsored by anybody. Nobody's sending beers my way that I have to worry about hurting feelings. So it's you give us your, your your true opinion of how you feel, what you think. Um, don't hold back. If, if, if it's whack, it's whack. You just let us know. Oh, um, I, I mean, I don't think anybody's feelings get hurt. There's not many people listening to this. Oh. <laughs> well, we gonna try to work on it. Yeah, though. it will. Be. Yeah. But this first beer here, um, this one here is from Beer Culture. It's actually uh, it's a collab <coughs> between two breweries. It's a collab between Wiseacre Brewing. And Green Bench, along with Miami's own DJ EFN. Oh, word? Yes. Right. Um, and this is uh, this is their mixtape. All right. All right. I'm going to crack this one real quick. Oh, man, you got a drink chance moment? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah man. All right. 
Yeah. So we'll pour some of that up for you there. Uh, I'm 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 gonna try some of this as well. Oh, nice and cold, man. So this is a Pilsner. It clocks in at a 5.8% ABV, and since it's collab between two breweries, it's kind of out of Memphis and Tampa. Yeah, man. Cheers. Let me know what you think of that cheers. one. Yeah. Let's go. Mm. All right. Got like a got like a pale L type of vibe. Okay. I can see why you say that because it does have a it ha has more of a presence than your typical <laughs> typical light yeah. beer or your light lager. Yeah. Um, it has has more of a, a pronounced flavor, um, but it's still light. You know what I'm saying? At a 5.8, you could drink a couple of these and, and you'll be good. Again, shouts to EFN. Mm. Right, uh, like shouts to Green Bench. You, you're messing with that one? I like that. Okay, now where we left off at, you, you had mentioned um, those funky basses. And um, there is a line in one of their songs where they say, I'm going to misquote it, but I'm paraphrasing, but it's guzzling quartz. Like funky black snow. Oh, they, they were referring to you. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, so okay, which leads me into. Word up. Okay, so I, I picked up on that. Yo, shouts <laughs> to Orion um, and yeah. the episode he did with DFB, and uh, he played one of their tracks, and then that came in. I'm like, oh, they gotta be talking about black snow. Yeah, definitely, Doc. Man, I was like the the beer monster back then. Which never seen me without one. Okay, you know? okay. Which brings me to my question: Is <laughs> at this point in time, we'll ask our guest. About an early beer memory, uh, maybe mm. the, the the first beer they had, the first beer they tried that they like, yo, they're like, yo, this is really good. Mm -hmm. Do you remember one of the some of the earlier beers that oh, you would man. always walk around with? All right, man, listen, you know, I was, I I won't say I was a bad kid. Okay, I was an experimental kid. So at my younger ages, man, you know, I uh, my uncle my uncle used to drink O.E. He used to drink oh. Bull. And then private stock. Mm. So I, I would have to say the first one that really hit me was uh, private stock. And then when I started, when I was able to go and get my own shit, I okay. um, old English was of course the it was the brand. It was the hip hop yeah. mascot. Beer. Yeah, like, you know <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, you, if there was a beer that represented hip hop, yeah, it was like OE. O -E. O -E. You know? yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying. So OE would be that would be um, me and the starting. Um, that would be my go-to beer. My my first really my experiences with oh man that was it that was yeah, the first when one I, when I became the crusader <laughs> you know of, of, of beers man the, the beer crusader old, I like old that English man you I'm know? messing with that I'm messing with that now so how challenging was it to get your hands on beer cause we all had I mean I wanna see how similar our, our paths were alright all right. um was it so how how easy or how challenging was it for you for you to secure beer at that age <clears throat> well, yeah, man, sometimes, you know, we used to do the old school shit, man, like stand in front of the store and catch a, a dude or, you know, uh, I want to say wine or I want to, you know, nah, put it right there, but, you know, catch a, a cat that loved his wine mm -hmm. and be like, yo, hey, pop, man, yo, look. Go, yo, man, here, man, here go five dollars, man, and, and go three or four for yourself. Hey, get us a um a six pack of OE, man. <laughs> All right, hey, come out and we be fucked up. You so know? you was recruiting the dude, right? Yeah, yeah. Recruiting somebody so, from yeah, the neighborhood. We, I forgot how we how we got hit to that 
that scheme, but that, that yeah. that's how it used to go. Gotcha. Like the younger kids now do that for blunts. They come call me unk. I don't like that shit, but <laughs> <laughs> hey, unk man, get me a swisher or some weird shit. I do it for them because it's yeah. it's what we used to do. Word, yeah. word, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, yeah. let's get into Uh-oh. this. Uh, let's get into this second beer. Yes, sir. All right, this one right here. It's from the Left Hand Brewing Company. Mm-hmm. It is their Oktoberfest. Oh man, get that one. That's nice and dark. Yeah, that's dark. yeah. We definitely it's a the, lager? the tone. It, no, yeah. So that was a lager. Yes, okay. it's a Marzen. I'm a beer man. Yeah. So, <laughs> All right. that's going to be a little more familiar as far as um, the flavor from um, as opposed to that the Pilsner. Okay. Because you know if you're a lager person. But yeah, this, is, yeah. this is a this is a darker lager, or yeah, not a dark, an amber lager. Amber, yeah. um, it's called the Marzen because it's right. considered a it's German for March beer. Okay, okay. We'll give that one a go. Here we go. Mm, I drank that one too fast. Wow, no, but oh. it's good. Okay. Yeah. I left an impression. I, I, I missed the taste. Right. Hey, listen, you can always go back. Oh, we go yeah. right back All to right. it. Here we go. We go right back to Word it. Because you know we want to make sure. Black Snow gives us the most oh, yeah. educated opinion when it comes to these beers. Um, while, while you revisit that one, I'll give them the rest of the details. Like All I right. said, it's a lager. It's coming in at a 6.6% ABV. Nice. Got and a sweetness to it. And it's out of Colorado. Yeah. yeah. I like this. Okay. Oh, man. Damn. This one will make me want to change my brand a little bit. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Start start keeping an eye out for the for the the, the Marzins or the Lagers. Yeah. yeah shouts to, shouts to the people representing yeah, yeah. out there. Uh. <laughs> mm, well, this might be my beard and really left hand brewing because I'm left handed. Oh shit! There you go. Damn, we didn't yeah, even know that. For okay. Sure. For sure. Excellent. <clears throat> um. Mm, tasty. So at this point we're at where you do you're you're, uh, you're kind of you went through this training so to speak right putting songs together right making music alongside right. DFB right <clears throat> did you ever make it back to where you could perform on that stage again did did, did uh Carl Dread Carl Dread yo um I I gotta get that man I gotta give him props because he. He actually, um, you know, he, he he sent us he sent us in a direction. He's like, man, them, them niggas need some help. I mean, <laughs> and which is true because when we got with the Asia Tribe and with our manager, which was their manager, then also who managed DJ Craze and Epps back in the days. Okay. Um, uh, George Laguerre, G Smooth, he kind of um, he put us in with the group, and you know, Asia Tribe they groomed us. Okay. We started learning how to, you know, because we we was real aggressive at first. Yeah. You know, it we was just raw wanted, energy. Yeah. yeah. We just wanted, and we sat around. We got to sit around them, you know, Mellow White, Born Master, and mm. DJ Taz, and everybody. You know, um, we just kind of learned, uh, and learned how to to construct. We became, I think, we became artists. Okay. At that time, that's something that we we didn't know. We were just like raw talent, and yeah. we we didn't know how to channel yeah. our characters. Yeah, and the we, creative yeah, forces and, they and got energy, it. and yeah. we, we didn't know. We you know they start putting us in order on, on certain shit. Like hey, you 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 you're this man, you're that man, and then okay. and they started doing that to us, and then 
recorded songs for us. And now we never got back to that cameo stage, Carl. But <laughs> but but it, we went on. Um, uh, we actually we evolved. Yeah. From from that help yes. and that advice that he gave us. Yeah. yeah. So. Nice. You know, shouts out to that man for that. For real. At this point, now you're working with the group. Now, did DJ take a back seat to it, or? Hmm. Well, now nah, I would say, like I said, with me, I used all of my um, different learned skill. Mm-hmm. It always came into play. Like I would always either I'd be scratching on my own songs, okay, scratching on somebody else's, or just doing my song. Rhyme. I was still rhyming, and then you know uh, I'd say at this time co-producing. Okay. And, you know, put yeah. in, you know, yo, put this here. And, uh, yeah. And do that, you know, so, so yeah, DJing didn't take a backseat, but I, I didn't, um, I, I'd say I, I wasn't able to, uh, I was not performing as a DJ. Okay. I'll spin at a party here and there. Yeah. You know, but I, I wasn't performing as a DJ, okay. but it was actually, it was my first love, my first real love, so. Yeah. I'm happy to be doing it now, but nice. Yeah, I wouldn't say it took the back seat, but it was just it was in the back. Yeah, the, yeah, it was. In, it was you were still cooking. It was it was on the back burner, but it was still right. within arm's reach. Like right. any I minute was, you could hop back in, or you could, like you said, you could implement the skills you had picked up. Right. Yeah, I was doing a lot of higher DJ work. Okay. Back door studio. I was a studio DJ. Nice. You know. Uh, okay. Getting hired to come in and scratch on people's records. Dope. And, and then you also mentioned nine one nine. Oh yeah, yeah. Also mentioned nine one nine. Take it to eighty eight. There, base nine one nine, man. I, I remember. Now, as I was saying before, we started to get all these tapes from New York. Da da da. Most of the songs we weren't hearing. A lot of DJs here weren't playing because it's it's Miami. Yeah. You know, the, Miami had developed their own sound. culture, sound for mm-hmm. the culture at that time. So a lot of the records that I had become accustomed to to listening to and that I started loving and like liking and loving, I wasn't getting that. I wasn't being fed. Gotcha. So one day, you know, I'm in the flea market and there was a there's a um a crew of cats from Queens. They're called the the famous shirt kings. Really? Yeah, man. And Mighty King Fit, yeah, they uh, you you see a lot of their work. The the first MC Light Audio Two album, that's all of their shit. Really? Yeah, Malcolm Malcolm Jamal Warner on okay. Cosmo. Yeah. All everybody paid in full the movie. That's them. That was them. I have my man. I lost my sweater. My pictures in the uh, it's on my Instagram. I had a picture of it. Okay. The original shit. So anyway, uh, I'm in there. I'm rapping. I'm I'm walking up on them. You know. Um, I'm like, man. Hey, man. You know. How much is one of these sweaters, man? I need one. Yeah. You know, I was a little kid. I was hustling, making my money, you know, working. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah Working. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm like, he's like, shorty, you can't afford one of these, man. I'm like, you crazy? I got money. Because I'm, you know, <laughs> yeah, I'm really yeah, yeah. just working. Summertime, 88, I'm yeah. out So, you're putting there. in the work? Yeah, and- man, I got money on me. I'm in the flea market, man. I got... You know, I had to buy the fake two-finger rings and the fake ropes, but, yeah. you know, I was still, yeah. I was bunny hopping, man. So, I said, man, how much? He said, $70. No, $60. Like, man, you crazy? I, okay, look, do me a shirt, man. 
And this, uh, was a, this is the personalized, there was airbrushing. Yeah. yeah. My first, very, man, shirt, king, sweater, because I'm looking at the audio 2 record and light and, yeah. man, listen, uh, <laughs> it's crazy. So I'm in there, actually, Brother Marquise from the 2 Live crew yes. okay. was getting his shit done. Really? So he like, man, where you from? And I'm like, man, I'm, I'm a little bit from everywhere, man. You see, you, you sound you from up top. I said, yeah, I used to live back and forth here and there. Yeah, you know, yeah. whatever. Yeah. So we get to talking and shit. Da, 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 brother Marquise, you know what I'm saying? And he's getting a shirt done where he's got a fucking 357 Magnum going into a broad slit. What? Yeah, I'm just... Yo, bro- the, the, <laughs> yo that's too life proof for you, though. Yeah, yeah, Brother Marquise, but he's actually from New York, too. Yeah. He's from up uh, Rochester and all that, so... Um, man, listen. So I'm in there. That's just they want to be. So we chilling. Now, you know, I'm waiting until... I'm just going to hang around, man, because yeah. this is like the spot, you know? Yeah. This is the spot. So I'm listening to the music. I'm like, yo, that's a radio station now, and it's the radio plant... He's like, yeah, that's my man Nike. Big Nike was in there. I don't know if Nike's dead or not. Um, Fabe's telling me, and and I'm like, where's he? He's at the radio station, man. It's right over there. I'm like, right here? So I'm listening to Big Daddy Kane, mm. but like all the crazy shit, raw. Man, this shit on the radio. I'm like, what the fuck? Hey, man, you was hearing um, Rob Bass, and you know, you heard a few things, but it wasn't, they was playing some exclusive shit. This cursing going on. Mm. I'm like, what the fuck is this, at, man? I said, man, yo, can you, can you, can you, uh, I said, man, is there any kind of way? I said, yo, I DJ, man. I said, yo, you hook me up? I think he hooked me up with the guy Nike or whatever. Fast forward a couple of months, went into the school year, and I, I finally got in a way to, I called the station. I started listening to it, at, of course. Uh-huh. I called the station, told the lady, her name was uh, Brenda. It was Brendan Jim Sears. And um, I said, yeah, I'm a DJ, man. I did, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I, I wanted, she said, you have a demo? I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> so I was down with this dude back then, uh, Big Mike, White Mike, man. He was like a, another mentor of mine. He had all the records. He had turntables at his house. Okay. And I used to go practice, of course. So I told Mike, I said, yo, man, I need to make a demo, man. The radio station over there, man. They gonna, and I made my tape. I went in, we went, we set a little meeting up. Okay. Went up in the office with Mike, and, you know, I'm a kid, man. I'm 16. Yeah. And they're like, what's your name? You know, uh, Snow, what's your real name? <laughs> Gerald. <laughs> what they call me, Gerald. Yeah. They, they never called me Snow one time. Because yeah. I was a kid, and yeah. things were different back then. Yeah. So, you know, I ended up getting on, man. I started playing. I used to play after Two Tough T. Who's um, is a, a a big uh, who's bass artist out here? Okay. Um, they did the record shot out or whatever. I went in, man, and I, I think I stayed on that station for like four or five months. Wow! Every Saturday, the Damn. DJ Snow Show, yeah. nineteen eighty eight, man, and you know that's was, that's wild. Yeah, man. man. So I'm rocking, and she said, yeah. "You gotta bring your own needles," and I. Mike lent me his needles. Okay. My mom used to have, I didn't have a record case. I was still, I was buying records, mm-hmm. but I didn't have a record case, man. Yeah. And, uh, you know, something to carry my, mm-hmm. my, my, my wax in. Yeah. And my mom had a Louis Vuitton. She had the real shit. She was like, um, 
I don't know what you need, but you this probably look good for you. And I'm like, word, <laughs> yes. yeah. that, you know, this time I'm like, you yeah. know, and yeah, that the rest was history, man. I ended up getting kicked off that station. I remember the um, they put the Poison Clan on, you know. Shout out JT Money, Debonair Drugs, yeah. you know, drugs. Me and Drugs actually got some shit going right now. Okay. And I remember, man. I went there one day. They moved the station down. And I told something to some girls in school because they was like, yo, how so-and-so look? What is he? Because the girls in school, they like, you know, all the jocks on there. You know, they want to know. And yeah. they knew I was on. I was getting fame. So, um, I, I man, I must have told somebody that one of the dudes was Haitian. And at that time, he didn't want that shit to be known. Because uh, he was supposed to be a Jamaican. It was a, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Next thing you know, and I'm keeping it real. I'm at home in, in my house, and I'm listening to the station, and I heard DJ Snow gonna get dropped. What? Damn! I'm like, what the fuck, girls? They they done mixed up, oh. man. So they kicked me off the station. Wow. They brought the Poison Clan in for that next quarter. DJ Money D, who's okay. still out there today, one of the legends, the great legends, Dwayne. Um, man, I felt man, I felt like destroyed. I was. At the crib and I'm listening. So I still don't want to give up. I'm like, I'm going over there. <laughs> they moved it down next to Dr. Kelly's office. So I go up there one day, I knock on the door. And a new one who come to the door, um, and he probably didn't remember this shit. JT Money and Debonair. That's when they was a poison clan. Debonair yeah. got he grilled up with the, yeah. you know, yeah, <laughs> he got the little funny voice. And um, JT and them, and I'm like, yo, man. K-Pons here, man. Let me talk to K-Pons. Like, you know, basically, they was just ice grilling me hard. Because they, they yeah. knew that there was the... Yeah, right. And the Poison Clan was, you know, they was they, they was headbusters. Oh, for real? Yeah, nah. Yeah, yeah. They, they used to yeah, get yeah. it in. So, you know... I, I mean, I, it was dance all night, but it wasn't... Yeah, yeah nah. But that was, didn't mean that you wasn't going to get the business. Yeah, right. Nah, there was, there was <laughs> some street dudes, man. Yeah. They keep money, all of them. They definitely was about shit they talked about. So, right. you know... So well, did you ever get a chance to talk to K-Pons at all? Never, man. I saw him again at another record company now, yeah. but, it, you know, all that got cleared up because I didn't know what was going on, but mm -hmm. that was a story with 919, and I got kicked off, man. But yeah, I remember sitting in the crib listening to DJ Money D, and they say, yeah, he's going off on four, he was going for four turntables, man. Wow. Fort Money yeah. D is a bad motherfucker. Dumb. Oh, man. Ew. Yeah, so anyway, uh, man. Yeah, well, let's get into this, <laughs> let's get into this third beer. Ooh. Alright, this third one here. This third one here, we're gonna we're gonna take a little we're gonna we're gonna go on a little mission. Right. Take a little journey because it's definitely different than what uh -oh. you've already tried. Oh man, look at look at the color, man. I'm a, yeah, this like is a mixed drink and this shit. Is, yeah, it almost got yeah, Ooh. it looked like a definitely looked like a cocktail the way oh, it, Lord have mercy. <laughs> um We'll try this one out real quick and then and yeah. then it's only right that if we're talking about your early days of spinning on a station. That right. we get into Excitement Radio. But before we get into Excitement Radio, right. this one right here is from Spanish Marie. Okay. It's a brewing down here in Miami. Sweet, man. I'm, yeah. It is called Her. That's the name of the beer. Oh, it's man. just Her. Hey, man. Well, I, I, I hope it's, I don't get in her. trouble. I ain't cheating. No, no, no. I don't think I, <laughs> Damn. I, hey, listen, anything's yeah, possible. Hey. I, it depends on how much you enjoy the beer. So we're going to get into this one right here. Cheers. Cheers. All right. Oh man! So that it's, one right it's gonna there, bring, this brings another like this one. You want to like switch your tongue around. You want to mm, 
Yeah. You want to savor it. You want to mm-hmm. savor it. Yeah. So this is a sour. It comes in at 7.5%. So now we definitely we up in the ante when it comes to Damn. the uh, alcohol content. Um, wow. It is a sour. It has a lot of watermelon vibes. That, like, they, yeah, they yeah. I can, watermelon. I can taste it. Yeah. Taste it. Um, which is a departure. That's another thing I like to do when I sit down with people, mm. introduce them to something different Damn. and see what they feel. Um, but yeah, this I is like definitely, uh, I, this is the first time I have it. And I'm messing with it. Spanish Marie, they're big on sours. That brewery, they do a lot of mm, sours. I there. can deal with sours. I think that's enough. That's going to be my, I'll probably have to put my whiskey away and start messing with this. Mm, okay. Well. I think uh, <clears throat> the the best part of the um, this particular sour is that there's some sours that they're just, they're too much. They're like, they get a little too, they're like too tart. And they're like really sour. It's like, mm-hmm. Like a strong sour. Yeah, I can do it. Uh, this one here is more of a juice. Yeah, this, Kinda, this, one, has, this one tastes like a date, my man. I'm out on a date. This which, hey, which, girl. And, and that's, that's what I'm saying. It's like once you get to know sours a little bit, then I know there's, there's a, a lot of women who aren't very particular with beer. There's women right. that love it, and there's some women that they're like, nah, I'm sticking to my wine. Right, yeah. But, but it's another way to introduce beer, like, to, to someone who normally doesn't drink beer. Right, 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 it's right. Like, Yo, right. You, don't, yeah, you don't like yeah. regular beers, huh? Yeah, this one yeah. has a little flavor mm-hmm. to it. Softer, softer, definitely. Word. As a, you don't know if you're drinking a, a fuzzy navel or. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, bottles and James. Yeah. You know, you go right. back to there, man. Yeah, bottles and James. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. So, so now, um, Excitement Radio. Uh, you you you've worked with them several times, right? Well, how, I've been come across I'm still with them. Still, yeah. oh, excellent. Um, how, how'd that become? Damn. You know, I hate to say this, man. Um, man, I'm going on my like, am I going on my eighth or seventh year? Wow, <laughs> I, wow. I lost track of time, but yeah. I've been I've been on excitement. I think I've been on excitement since 2014. Okay. 2014, yeah, so it's like eight years. Yeah, I'm gonna have yeah. to do a, I'm gonna yeah. have to do like a, uh, you know, a thing this year, man. You Word. know, to celebrate the eight years. Man. Right, right, right. Eight years. Um, Cyber Radio. How that goes, damn. Well, wow. We, we go back to the Zambu tribe on this one, but mm. I'll just keep it. I'll, I'll go. Um, I'll, I'll keep it edited for now. Okay. Um, DJ Ben Hop. I was. Uh, Shouts to Ben Hop. Yeah, yeah for to, sure. Yeah. For definite, man. I was DJing out of the spot uh, in Cooper City, um, the Mosaic Cafe. Okay. And um, one night we did kind of a collaboration. Ben Hop was coming through. Uh-huh. I didn't knew. I didn't know that I knew Ben Hop mm. through past <laughs> affiliations, through different things, and. We still didn't know we knew each other. He, mm. Ben Hop came through. He was doing this thing. He did a set or whatever. And um, I played that night, man. And um, I think I was just playing with one turntable and um, stuff like that. So Ben Hop, I, I believe I would like to say that he liked what I was doing. Okay. And he kind of, him and a uh, guy named Mr. Flint, um, they were doing a Tuesday night. And, and DJ... Damn it! What's his name? Uh, DJ, not Envy. Uh, what's that guy? I forget his name. Anyway, mm. man, he's well-known DJ, but I, I haven't seen him in so long. I forget his name. All right. You know, um, they invited me to this spot, which was the the, the Grand Cafe. 
you know. Um, and I came out and I DJed. They let me play. I played for like, I think I played for three hours straight by myself. Wow. Just playing. I had so many yeah. records. I never played the same record. Wow. I'd never do that now. If y'all ever come see me spin, one thing you're going to get, I'll never play the same record again and, and, and that same night. Never. Yeah. I'm equipped with a lot of music. Um, good music, I'd say. But um, Hop brought me in from there. And I start showing up every Tuesday, rocking with them brothers. And um, we, we uh, you know, he was very supportive of me, man. Ben Hop, he was, you know, I was going through some things at that time, mm -hmm. man. He was just a, a, a great mentor, man. He was, mm -hmm. you know, building me in. You know, yeah, yeah, man, come on, dude. You know, you what you need, man. He making sure I, you know, he, he, he stuck by my side. And then, you know, the radio, the radio thing, you know, he was talking about that. And, and um, I don't, I believe... I mean, I probably had asked him, yo, can I get a show on your, on your, your station? Or, yeah, man, dude. I, you know, I only play old school, man. Yeah. <laughs> I play this. Nah, that's good. I think I sent him a demo of something that I wanted. He said, nah, it's not that, because I was doing some R&B old mix. Yeah. He said, nah, man, give me some of that other shit, you know? Yeah. And I was very happy about it. I made my first tape of it my first thing and he went he put it on the air like oh wow. and then we went from there man is Thurl, that how the uh, the Thurl throwback, Thurl throwback Thurl throwback started because we were trying to find a name for it and everything and um I said what about the Thurl throwback mix mm. and he was like that's like hot it. man yeah. that's hot as he say I like that <laughs> that's his phrase <laughs> so we went from there man we started on a, a Thursday it used to be um 4 p.m. and I meant 5 p.m. and then 11. I used to have two shows Slots. on. Okay. And then we just narrowed it down, and that's where I'm at today, man. With this. Shout out to Excitement Radio real, family, real. All right? Shy Will too. I can't world, forget. World up. I can't yeah. forget, man. Um, definitely collaborated on the uh, on the Nine show. Oh yeah, that definitely. went down at Beat Culture. Um, world up. Uh, mid November. Oh uh, yeah. Early November. Uh, of 2021, I mean, yeah, yeah 2021. Uh, yeah. Yo, shouts to y'all, you know, you came through and did your thing. Appreciate that. For um, sure. Let's get into this fourth and final beer. Oh man. You know what I'm saying? This, this can't be the end. Nah, nah. Well, there's plenty left, yeah, so we definitely yeah, can yeah. always go back and <laughs> I got you, man. Ah, oh, yeah. So this one right here. Ooh, we what the yeah? I, I definitely Man, they had to be it. It was uh, Cavic on Legend. <laughs> <laughs> My lady yeah. see this and mistake this. Damn. I think it's yeah. Mm. <coughs> so this wow. one right here is from the Sun Lab Brewing Company. Deep. It's called Shadows Hanging Over. Ooh, we. It's a stout, an imperial pastry stout. I can taste it. Yeah, you can taste it. Definitely, a stout looks like a stout. Yeah, you can see yeah, it's yeah. It's got all the characteristics of a stout. Um, this one is a pastry stout with uh, cacao mm. nibs, coconut, and milk sugar. Mm. This one right here is is, is the heavyweight. It's nine percent. Yeah. So these are one of the ones where it's like you sip on them. You know what I'm saying? Enjoy them yeah. after a, a long day's work. You know, maybe just that one hit of quitter, just one beer, wow. and you're good. Whoa, we. Let me know what you think of it. Oh man, it's dope. I'll try another one. Another Another another, another serving? Hit okay. Yeah. Shit, yeah, man. Once y'all think I'm an alcoholic and then now. That's like my bruise, man. Bro. This is dope. 
And you know, I drank some beers at, at high um ABVs. Yeah, man. Have you ever heard of elephant beer? Nah, elephant beer. Oh man, I, I gotta look that up. I feel like I'm slipping, like I'm not aware, I'm not tuned in. Yeah, I'm sorry, man. This What's is, happening? Yeah, that was um, a friend of mine from Bermuda that used to bring them back. Okay. Yeah. Ah, okay, yeah, okay. For Bermuda, man, this definitely. Oh, yes, yeah. Elephant. And those those had they had a strong. They I'm look like to... they look like Heineken, and probably gonna make you feel like this. Word, a little, oh, you know man. what I'm saying? So you you'll be waving a little bit. <laughs> you got a drinker, you. Oh yeah, yeah. It'll you, take its toll on you. One sure. will definitely do you. Really? You know what I'm saying? You will eat a good dinner after that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just to balance it out. Mm-hmm. For real. Black Snow, this is the this is the time. This is the moment here where we kind of get the real quick one through four. Um, your, your, your most Ooh. favorite to your least favorite. You it's got them lined hard. up in front of you. I don't just say October first there. Mm-hmm. Damn, damn. You know what? After going through all of these, and, mm-hmm. and I love them all. Okay. But I'm gonna say, to be honest with you, it's gonna be my favorite right now. I'm gonna try to pick. Mm. It's gonna be between the mixtape and okay. Oktoberfest. I got you. And I'm gonna okay. say, I'm gonna go with the mixtape on this one. Okay. Because of like how the vibe is on mm-hmm. it, like it makes like I, I want to chill. Like uh, you know, I'm, I'm up in here doing beats or whatever. Yeah. It, it kind of has me in a nice. It's a mixed vibe. Got, got you. Yeah. And it's easy. where you could drink it, but yet still get things accomplished. Right. right? Exactly. So I'm gonna go with the mixtape. Okay, that's my, your number one. Okay. Yeah, and it's, and it's right there too. Mm-hmm. Um, my least is gonna be the. The sunlight, the pastry stout, or oh, the okay. pastry stout. Okay. Um, and it's very good. The reason why? Because I like to enjoy drinking. Mm-hmm. I don't like to go, like, yeah. You don't want it to end off after yeah, that one I beer. Be Got you. Up like that. Yeah, yeah. I want to enjoy the ride. Word. So word. this will be something like you said, a one hit a quitter. In other words, that's the sprint, but you want to make it. It's a marathon. Yeah. Right? So you this one there, and it's and it's also kind of heavy. Oh yeah. I don't like the heaviness on me when I drink. I still like to feel like I can move around. Got gotcha. you. You know what I'm saying? Understood. This one seems like it'll have me like. <laughs> yeah, it'll slow yeah, you. It'll rocky. slow things down for sure. Yeah. So um. So the the most favorite is the mixtape. The least favorite is the uh, shadows hanging over from Sun Lab, and then you got. Two and three, I imagine Oktoberfest would be number two then, right? Because it was so close to um, as far as the mixtape. Like yeah, nah, I'm gonna go with that. I'm gonna go with that. Uh, that one with the lady in. Oh, the, her. Okay. Yeah, her, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go with that. The sours. So yeah. The sours gonna be number I'm a, two. I'm gonna go with that, and then okay. number three gonna be my Oktoberfest. Got um, you. Reason why I like the uh, her is because it's just like what it is. It's, it's like a. It's a mixed sweet, yeah, it's like, like a, a mixed drink, date, man. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, I, you know, we, uh, she had person, had personality. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So fresh, yo. Right That's up. what I'm talking about. Yeah. My people's man, Black Snow tried the four beers, gave us his thoughts, and then he ran it down one through four. You know what it is? It's Bruce Beast and he's the podcast. Y'all stay tuned. We gotta talk about beats. Okay. Bruce Beats and Easter Podcast, and we have reached the beats portion. I still got Black Snow with me. Funky yeah. Black Snow, DJ Black Snow, for those who do and don't know. Word up. We have reached the beats portion. 
we yo we sample beer. We're still sampling beers. Oh man. Because oh, there's no beer left behind here. Oh man, for real. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, you found you found the you found the home in her arms. Mm-hmm. And her is the the sour from Spanish Marie. Sure. So feel free to, to you know to go back to that. There's plenty of there left. Uh, but this is the segment of the podcast where we get to know our guest musical taste. I know we talked mm-hmm. a little bit about it early on when we talked about the early influences. Who were you listening to? Um, who kind of like um, set the tone for when it came to you and your hip hop experience where uh, you heard Run DMC, you heard Jam Master J, so you're like, all right, I want to scratch records. You know, right. so now we find ourselves in a place where it's like, I'm going to ask you, yo, what are you listening to nowadays? Whew, that's that's a it's kind of a it's a hard question. Okay. It's an easy one at the same time. Um, I listen to, to be honest with you, man. I listen to a lot of James Brown. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I listen to a lot of James Brown. Um, I listen to uh, a lot of Lee Fields. Um, people should check into him. I think a lot of people know about Lee Fields. Lee Fields. Okay. He's he's like a mixture between. He's like a Bobby Womack and, and a James Brown mixed mm. together. Wow. His shit is okay. real funky. It's, it's like, man. What's something just, that they, they what's, a, what's a good place to start off, like a track or a song? Uh, a song for uh, Lee Fields is one that you could go to. It's called My World. And, you know, for the softer side of it, he has a joint called Honey Dove. Okay. Honey, excuse me, Honey Dove is a real nice one. You know, I, I let you check some out. Okay. Um, Dub, but the whole album, My World, is just like, uh, man, it's tough, man. Oh, man. Uh, Ooh, wee. Yeah. Yeah. He's trying to play. Damn it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, that, it's one of those, yeah. yeah. He's still relevant today. He's actually still touring. Really? I got, oh, that's, uh, that's I got a the pleasure to play with one of his, uh, uh, I, I, I don't know how many drummers he has, but one mm-hmm. of the drummers he had, I played with him at the Fox Spot. In Atlanta, when I was DJing up there, okay, and uh, his drummer was playing with, uh, forgot the name of the group. It was a, uh, we had the five spot. That's all I remember. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, but I knew Lee Phil's drummer was there, so I got to play um, a lot of the stuff that I really like playing, which which is a lot of uh, funk, mm. you know, uh, jazz funk, you know, fusion and. Funky shit, you know, Herbie Hancock and, okay. you know, Miles Davis, just, you know, the breaks, definitely, yeah. Yeah. you know, a lot of the breaks and shit like that. So, but as far as <clears throat> what I listen to today, I would say definitely do um, no um, um, Sean P, of course. Mm. Sean Price. Um, uh, and, you know, surprisingly, I listen to. I'm, I'm digging Freddie Gibbs. Okay. I'm digging Freddie Gibbs. I, I really like Freddie Gibbs. And again, I used to be argumentative about it. Okay. But then, like, some of his stuff is. His latest stuff came, and I was like, yo, I love it. And. The the, the the video how he was mixing shit and I said man this shit is funky yeah you know what I'm saying so you know I'd say that and then of course I'm still with my um, with my true school shit man my my right. bat man um, yeah. still rocking on my daylights you know the B sides and shit like that man and um, ultra magnetic cool Keith mm. definitely. Um, can't really call out a favorite right now, man. I yeah, it's, it's a lot. I mean, you got a lot to choose from. I love so much shit. Yeah. But, you know, 
always um, Doom has Level been a person base. as far as at, at this Operation millennium, he actually saved me because I was really getting, man, I was getting frustrated with music. Got you. Hip hop at least. Yeah. Doom kept my uh, creative juices flowing. Okay. Because of the difference, I was like, you know, this is different things, you know, court they do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I have to say right there. Doing these tops, especially when I'm talking about beats, you know. Yeah, because that's, I mean, that's, that's, I'm hoping that, you know, um, RIP to Doom, um, and, and typically it's like every other situation where someone, an artist passes, yeah. everybody decides to go check out the catalog. Right. I'm hoping that um, those who made themselves familiar with his music, uh, you know, late, last, well, actually late 2020, was when we heard that he had, he had already had been passed yeah. for about two months. Which was fucking shocking. Which is wild. It's wild. Um, but I'm hoping that those that went back and researched or went back to listen to yeah. Matt Villain or oh, yeah. Food or whatever oh, man. also yeah. got into the special herbs and blends. Oh, yeah. That's talking about beats now. That's like, I got a whole, I got like trays of that shit. Yeah. So that, that did, it helped me through a lot of um, hard times, man. Psychologically, mm. the beats were. You know, they, they kept me on a different, uh, had me looking, look, had me to look at life through a different, I was able to focus on something else. Gotcha. And it kept my mind, my, my body was still, my mind was moving. Word. That's what I could say about that, okay. man, with the doom beats. And can't forget Madeline, of course. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you know. The beat conductor. Yo, yeah. man, come on yeah. now, that shit. And, uh, and of course, Griselda. I, 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 I dig Griselda, man. Okay. I dig Griselda. Yeah, there's not too many people that don't dig them, like, you know what I'm saying, from our time frame or our eras. Right to the younger crowd, like yeah. they they found a way to yeah, get everybody in the same room yeah, and like following them. You know the funny thing about speaking about Griselda, man. Um, there, uh, well, I guess he was managing him at the time. Was still um, Chef Dread is my man. That's like you know he, we we chill together in New York. Okay. Up in we used to go to Buffalo. They used to come to Rochester. Okay. We used to have all night sessions. Really, man, you right. know. Passing the blood around, losing mm. the blood around, the blood in one blood. <laughs> it would be fucked up, but uh, long story short, Chef Dreader came to me in like 2012 and he sent me some of uh, Conway's stuff. Okay. And I think maybe I heard one that was like, and I just didn't know what to do with it at the time. It wasn't the stuff that I'm hearing now. Mm. So I, I, I didn't think that it would fit into my thing, man. Okay. I, I, say, I like to say that anybody out there, man, Yo, dig deeper, man. Listen, give people a listen, because now I'm like, wow. <laughs> and I think I think the way that that music is being pumped out nowadays is just like it's like an onslaught. There's, everybody's putting something out, which right. at, at times will create a situation where people don't take the time and really sit with right. a project, a song, right. an artist, you know. Yeah. And then you run, and then you run the risk of like. Glancing over it, right? Like right, listening right. real quick, not giving it its due. Yeah, and yeah. then and then and then that's the other thing too. It's like nowadays everybody wants to formulate and wants to be the first to give you their opinion on what they think. Right, but they haven't had a chance to sit with that the album chance. yet. Yeah, so it's like, how can you honestly give an opinion, a thorough opinion on 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 a a, a, a work of art, music, a, a album, 
without right. taking the time to sit through it. You right, know what I'm saying? Right, you, right. People are so quizzy to like do the whole knee jerk, like, nah, it was whack. Right. But you right. ain't, you ain't yeah. sit with it for a minute. You yeah, know yeah, yeah, wild. definitely. So, I mean, and the material they gave me wasn't whack. It was just at the time, I thought it was um something that kind of like, it, I don't know. I think it was going with something, it was going with the flow of things that was happening and I just didn't know what to yeah. do with it. But I was so really gun ho on like, yo, when you count my parties, it's 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 uh, almost like on some very hip, not Nazi shit. Excuse me. It's mm. more. I'm very strict on the vibe that I play. Yeah. Okay. Like some people. Yeah, and you don't you don't deter from that. Nah, like this is what I don't this play is what you trap. Get. I don't want to hear it. I can't. If somebody gave me the records, I wouldn't even know how to play them. I would look funny playing them. So. <laughs> Because it's, 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 it's out of your zone. Right, right, no. right. So, in other words, you spin with an iron fist. Yeah, exactly. Like that, yeah, Thank that'd you, probably man. be the best you way to encapsulate that. The new logo, there you man. go. Spin Straight it with up. <laughs> yeah, B. You spin with an iron fist. You're very particular. And you stick to that one. You stick to that. Like, and you don't, you know, for nobody, you don't, yeah, I don't jump out of that I zone. Yeah, so I'm, I'm real, you know, I'm heavy on that. Got man. you. But, you know, back to... Uh, the beats, you know, I mentioned uh, Doom, you know, uh, um, Madlib and um, Jake Diller. Yeah. But I, I would say, like, the shit that I really listen to, I listen to, I listen to a lot of James Brown, man. I yeah. still, I never stop. So it's, okay. Yeah, so I'm Duh. still, I still be, you be running them breaks, man. Yeah. You hear me play Funky Drummer a million times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And that's what I was going to say. It's like, for those... For anybody who's listening, and, um, and you know, you have your commercial Jane Brown, you have your the, the, yeah. the, the popular ones, you know what I'm saying, that everybody's kind of hip to, but if you go back and you listen to these albums, especially if you're a fan of hip-hop, man, I implore you, um, go back and listen to those James Brown albums, and right. you'll be shocked to hear how often he yeah. is used right, throughout right, hip-hop, exactly. like his influence in hip-hop, man. Ooh, it's, man, listen, there's a joint, and I ain't gonna give this away, because it's a lot of... You know, DJ, I, I want to play this shit only at my parties, but mm. he's responsible for a joint on EPMD that's like, wow, and I didn't even know that was him, and I've been into James Brown mostly all my life. Yeah. Like, my father pushed him on me. Okay. You know? yeah. yeah. He was like, hey, son, there's a man you need to listen to. His philosophy and his music, and this is real. Yeah. We were walking through the projects, man, as a kid, and we picked the 45 up. It was in the dirt. And my father uh, said, hey, this man you need to listen to. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It's philosophy and yeah. music. And, and it's actually, it's very true. Wow. So, yeah, so that's where I'm stuck on, man. Dope, dope. I'm, I'm right there. As far as your production style, yeah. some of the influences behind that. Okay. Um, we will go back to James Brown again. Okay. You know, but, you know... Um, I say, like, as far as hip-hop goes, I would definitely credit people like, um, um, well, I, I, man, I, man, I've studied so much, mm. so many different people from Rick Rubin to, uh, Seth G from Ultra Magnetic, which is, you know what I'm saying, yeah. like, 
his beats are crazy. Mm-hmm. You, know, you go back and listen to the old Ultra Magnetic, it's still like something that you can't recreate. Oh, I, was, I was just gonna say, like, yeah. and we, we mentioned earlier about the, 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 the what it was to be considered a biter. Like you couldn't do that. You yeah. couldn't you couldn't lift somebody else's style. Right. Yeah. And and Ultra Magnetic has these beats where it's mm-hmm. You, 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 nobody else can say that they got that from somewhere else. Man, they be falling out of sync. They're going. Mm. You, you just but it have. Works. Yeah, you gotta have that frequency. You gotta know that frequency yeah. to be able to even follow it, man. And yeah. and, and I, I would have to say, yeah, uh, my beat styles would come from. Uh, I would say, ultramagnetic to. Um, let me think. Let me. Let me. Let me. It was in my head here, man. Uh, 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 Prince Paul, okay. definitely. Prince Paul was definitely uh, uh, an inspiration in my life because when I listened to, you listen to the, the first, the first two De La Soul albums. Yeah. The production on it is so, like, when you listen to it, man, it's like, what the fuck? You got all this little different shit popping up in there. Yeah, the sounds. Way that they use yeah. It. Uh-huh. yeah, man. And, uh-huh. um, you know, that at that time, there was, again, it wasn't your typical hip-hop. Yeah. It wasn't right. stuff that was that you heard throughout hip-hop production, and yet they found a way to make these these noises, these samples. Yeah. Yeah. They fuck with my mind, and then we're going to have to definitely go to Marty Mar because uh, he was, you know, I'm I'm a drum person. Okay. I'm, I'm heavy on percussion and stuff like that, man. So, um, you know, using the SP-1200, which became the first machine that I mastered, I would have to definitely say that I follow Marley Mar mm-hmm. and a lot of his, yeah. you know, his uh, production, man. Yeah, drum programming. And Biz Marquis. Yes, rest in peace, rest in peace. Yeah, I can't, I cannot forget the biz. Yeah, you know? sure. Yo, Snow, what's something that most people would kind of be surprised that you that you listen to? Like, they're like, oh, really? You mess with that? Oh, uh, okay. you have any of those? You have any of those in the chamber? Uh, like something yeah. where you might catch somebody off guard? Oh uh, well, um, let's see. Well, man, um, damn it. Let me see. Um, I'd have to say I have to go into the bag of uh, like I listen to a lot of early electronics. Okay. Which is like uh, what I have to say, Kraftwerk. My mother yeah. was actually first person to put me on a craft. Really. Still yeah. remember in 1977, she came home with Transhuman Express. That's one of her favorite records, man. Yeah. So I remember that coming home with the big incense and the fuzzy posters and shit for uh. Soul to Soul records, and actually Yo. that their their second. Um, the record that, that was big for them was, uh, well, I know they had records before that too, but Numbers, when Numbers came out, mm. I bought that, but just, the, I said all that, say this, uh, there's a song they have called Pocket Calculator. Okay. And it's kind of like a nerdy tune. Uh, and that's like my favorite shit, man. Okay. And, um, what else people would be surprised that I listen to? Like, uh, Wall of Voodoo, Adamant. You know, I'm definitely I was into I was into Big B, Joe Jackson, um, you know, which he had the song called uh, 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 Stepping Out. Okay. Yeah, you can check that out. You know? Stepping out tonight. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. At, uh, Taco, putting on the hits. 
you know, so yeah, I'm, I'm into a lot of weird shit. And <laughs> Boy George is one of my favorites too, also. Yo, Culture Club. Yeah, I love this shit. And, and, and I would like to think I don't know if it's the same for you, but for me, a lot of these names you're mentioning, they became kind of part of my musical taste as well, just through mm-hmm. the in, the um, in, at the time of the inception of the music video. Mm-hmm. You were now starting to Ooh, see the visuals man. of what it was like when you. Oh were... man, Talking Heads. Yeah, that's my joint. Burning down the house. Yeah, it's like I'm. <laughs> yo, I'm, I'm waiting for somebody to just let me throw a, a, a real all '80s party, man. Oh, like, you know. Yeah, we might we might have to make something like yeah, that happen. You know what I'm saying, like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, have people come out dressed up '80s. Yeah, definitely. Cause I, ah. I, can, I can, I can rock with that shit, man. Uh, We're gonna have to build on that for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Man. So I'm, I'm, I'm into a lot of, uh, you know, I don't know if they call it indie rock. Uh, damn, there was a group called the Romeo Must Die. Yeah. Man, I don't. Uh, yeah, we, I, I probably heard of it. It's called Never Say Never. Okay. Might have been better if we slept together. It's, it's like on some. It's kind of a, it's not punkish, it's, it's, it's in the middle of like The Clash, which is another one of my favorites, okay. you know, shit like that. Romeo yeah. Must Die, you gotta check okay. it out. Yeah, yeah. Never have to look that up. up. Yeah. Nah. It's more than just a movie with DMX and uh, oh, yeah, Jet Li yeah, in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Romeo <laughs> Void is what the name was, excuse me, Romeo Void, I believe. Okay. So I was into all that shit, man, the police staying and, you know, Word. I could go on, man. No, yo, but... <laughs> And we're gonna we gotta get into these each segments, but before we get into that, um, I mean we're talking about like putting together an eighties jam. Yeah. Let's talk about the jams that are happening. So, if you if you're loose if you're listening to this on the day it drops, which is you know, Thursday Thursdays, Bruce Beast and East Thursdays, yeah. um, this weekend we have several events going on, whether you're in Dade or in Broward, we got something for, for everybody. Right on. So my people in Dade, this Saturday, January 29th, hip hop house show tour. At Roots Miami Cava Bar, yeah. um, shouts to H2O, yeah, um, yeah. DJ Black Snow on the ones and twos, um, E-Turn, yeah. King Tetris, oh, yeah. Yo, go check them out, It's a, I believe it's a $10 cover charge, but it, it ain't nothing for a night of entertainment, right, right. you know what I'm saying, because you're going to walk away being thrilled with what you're going to witness, I mean, right, right. speaking from my, from me, coming from me who's seen Black Snow spins several times. You're not going to be disappointed. I've Thank seen you, Tetris perform. You're not going to be disappointed. Word up. It's a vibe. It's, H, it's H2O on it's the H2O. show. H2O. You know what it is. It's you SFMG. Know. <laughs> you're not going to be vibe. disappointed. Now, if you're on the north side of town and you happen to be in Broward, maybe West Palm, make sure you come out to Black Flamingo Brewery this Saturday. For all right? sure. We've got Hip Hop for the Flock. Okay. It's uh, DJ Tres. Word up. The oh, album yeah, release. Yeah. Yeah. You know yeah, yeah. yeah. He played at the joint that mm-hmm. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good guy, man. Yeah. Got to so, look up with him again. For real. So DJ Tres, the homie DJ Tres is dropping the, uh, it's it's the album release party, the Broward edition. All right. We're running it back. He did it in Miami already. Now it's our turn to show him love. Word Pull up. up to the event. $5 at the door. We're going to have the food pop-up truck outside. Oh, the food... No, it's a food pop-up. I don't think there's such thing as a pop-up truck. I, 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 you know, <laughs> you know, you know. But you know where I'm going with it. Yeah. All right? So we're going to have the Jenny with the pot as far as the pop-up uh, with the ill tacos. And then you got DJ Tres inside the house spinning. 
the brews are provided by Black Flamingo. Make sure you go there and try all the different brews they have. Um, I'll be there if you need uh, recommendations. You know sure. what I'm saying? We could talk about what your what your style of beer, your favorite style is, and then I can kind of point you in the right direction. Um, and, and yeah, man, we'll have a merch table going on. Come support the artists. Uh, like I said, whether if you're in Miami, you know what I'm saying, make your way to Roots Miami Cava. Or is it? Yeah, Roots Miami Cava Bar. And if you're up north, then come out to Black Flamingo. Ah, what, what simple as that, man. We got your weekend covered. <laughs> we got your weekend covered, yo. Do that. You know what I'm saying? So, one last thing we need to do is, before we wrap this whole thing, is that we got to get into the Eats segment. Oh, man. My peoples, you're not going to want to miss this out. Got Black Snow with me. We're going to talk right. that food. All right. It's Bruce Beats and Easter Podcast. Let's get it on. Bruce Beast and Eats the Podcast, and we have reached the Eats portion. This is the portion of the podcast where we get to know our guest's food taste. Um, you already heard about his Beats influence. The uh, this is his love for James Brown, his respect for James Brown, um, his affinity for you know, Mad Lib, Dilla, Doom's production, and uh, and we have beers too. I'm sure y'all heard that. I'm sure y'all heard that. Y'all was tuned in, so y'all heard about the beers, uh, drinking, sampling. We doing all, uh, but now is where we get to talk about, you know, what what DJ Black Snow enjoys most when it comes to. The culinaries, the the the, the, the delicacies, the mm. the eats, you know what I'm saying? Black Snow, your favorite dish. Favorite dish, which I was saying, um, man, it would definitely be stew conk and rice. Okay. And then, you know, conk in all styles, I love it. Okay. The you know, the conk salad, um, mm. I love my fried conk, I can't eat too much of that, but you know what I'm saying? Uh, but in moderation, a little bit of moderation. Yeah. It's, it's definitely that. Um, ooh, man, I have so many. But is, I, is there any spot here in South Florida where somebody could find, like, some, some like, really well-prepared conch? Mm, man. Um, wow. I would have to say, let me give them a little, like, um, Crabman 305. Okay. I go there. I go there. Um, when it comes down to, I like my crab rice and you know oh, um, yeah, yeah. all that. Yeah. You know, get your, you know what I'm saying. Get your conk on at the same time, and then Word. your crabs and everything like that. Yeah. Conk man, three oh five. Okay. Definitely. Um, and um, that's about it. That is, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You you get you get busy in the kitchen. Oh man, yeah. Okay. Sure. I always find it that it's it seems like more often than not for for somebody who makes beats for somebody who DJs. Right. More often than not, I find that they they also know their way around a kitchen. Oh yeah. I, there's 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 like a, there's a there's a dynamic between the two. Yeah, right. It's, right. it's the weirdest thing. Definitely. You know what I'm saying? It's like you can go from like the Scratch Academy to, to culinary school. Right, right, <laughs> like, right. Like, definitely, definitely. Like they have the schools next door because most cats that I know produce are like, oh yeah, no, don't don't get it twisted. I, I go into the kitchen and whip something up real quick. Word up. So something you like to whip up? You know what I'm saying? Mm, my favorite. Excuse me. Um. My favorite dish to cook? Wow. Mm, let's see. We're going to go back to the fried side, man. Okay. It, it would be... It would be... 
my, my, I won't call them famous, my black snow famous fried curry chicken wings, man. What? Curry chicken okay. wings, man. Okay, okay. I put that down, and I might make a side of uh, some home fries with that, you know, mm. and um, coleslaw. Okay. Coleslaw, homemade coleslaw. Nice. Which I'm still learning that from my girl. She masters that one. Yeah, yeah. You know, curry chicken wings. Bro, that's wild. I'm, now, see, you saying that, I'm wondering, I don't think I've ever come across curry chicken wings. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Fried curry chicken wings. Right, right, right. Uh, like, you know, I mean, I don't even think I don't even think Wingstop is on some old curry. They, right, they right, haven't right. even they haven't even gotten into yeah. curry. You know where I first got that um, that first taste of that was at eating at different Chinese um, hood Chinese spots. Okay, right? in New York. Okay, they they would mix them uh, here and New York. They would mix them with. They would put a little curry powder and I really? started to taste. He was picking it up. What did, man? What the blood clots, man? Right? So I'm like, man, this got some curry in it. So when I asked, I found out that, yeah, they were using really? the curry powder. So I started doing that myself. Nice. And um, it turns out to a nice dish, man. You got to have it with your, with your home fries. You know, um, mm-hmm. I usually use the... Uh, the red skin potato for that. Okay. You know, okay. and fry yeah. them up, you know, lightly and shit like that. Yeah. Season them, of course. Okay. And then, you know, um, I get crazy with the curry seasoning. I use two <laughs> different types of curry. Oh, shit, okay. You know what I'm saying? The yeah. green and, uh, it's a green one and the, and, and the yellow one the yellow. mixed together. And, um, you know, just flour them up, you know, yeah. just a little... I can't little, give all the, the No, you don't want to give, you know, there, there's a dredge but, involved. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, but, but that's, that, that would be my dish that I cook, man. Okay. Nice. Nice. So, are you, are you a breakfast person? Oh, yeah, I'm glad you asked that. Okay. Now, uh, of course, um, grandmothers from the South, you know, I grew up on real grits, mm. when it used to take 30 minutes to cook them. Mm. Um, I like my grits. You know, I cook my grits, man. I put two different types of cheeses in them. Okay. I use uh, grits with um, with with um, Philadelphia cream cheese. Wow. And American cheese mixed in with with just saltless butter, of course. And um, then I, I usually like to open a can of um, um, corned beef and okay. just fry that up. You know what? Uh-huh. You know. Cook it up. I don't yeah. fry it, but yeah. you know, with some diced onions. Okay. And, and yeah. probably some chopped potatoes in that. Nice. And then nice. you know, then occasionally making, making you your own corned beef hash. Yeah, yeah. Occasionally you have your sunny side up egg on the side there of that and some toast, man. Nice. Try that shit out. Let, let me know. You know, it's funny, man. Grits. It's something that I, I, I don't think I've. I don't want to say I've never had grits. I'm sure I've had it before, um, but it's not something that I order. I think I'm gonna start. Like venturing yeah. towards grits, cause my thing was cream of wheat. Cream of wheat, yeah. Now cream, that, that cream was eighties thing. My mom, yeah. My mom started that. You mm. know, once my other brother was born, she, she started introduced this it. She cream introduced of wheat it. thing, and I'm like, yeah, look at that, man. <laughs> I eat this, that, that was thing. But oh, then you know that, that, but where my grits at? <laughs> you gonna eat what I put on the table? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There was not many options. Cream of wheat. Yeah. <laughs> 
I'm hooking it up, you know. Start making it myself. Learn how to not get the the lump knots in it. Yeah, you, yeah. And then it's it be so good if you make it. It's it, cream of wheat is almost kind of like uh, what a lot of the West Indians eat cornmeal porridge. It's kind of similar. Is it? Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, so okay. It's to me. To me, yeah. I don't know. You know. Um, but yeah, cream of wheat definitely good. But you know the grits. Um, grits, man, they take you through the day. Yeah. They take. Oh, it'll you, hold they, you. They stick on you. It holds you. You, you'll be you. eating again at the right time. You, know, yeah. you won't be hungry again for got a while. Got you, so got you. And, and, you and you prefer the savory over the sweet, because I know there's people that get involved when they put honey in the grits yeah, and see, brown sugar. Yeah, see, I never, man, I had to try that, but then it's going to take away. Grits have to taste, they have to have that 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 kind of bland texture, that, that okay. bland taste to it. Okay. But, but, you know, you add the cheese and the butter is what makes it. Okay. You know, and I use the cream cheese for the creaminess. So it, it, okay, it, it whip it, whip Got it. Got you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. shout to Devo. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, for sure. One of my favorite groups. Yeah, I about them. Duh. Yeah, but that's yeah, that's that's what it is. And of course, y'all, turkey sausage and turkey bacon. I'm all the way there. There you go. That, you know there what I'm go. saying? No pork. No pork. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, on occasion. Time. Yeah. Hey, listen, man. Yeah. When you living in South Florida, yeah, it's hard grew, to avoid we, the we pork. We grew up on that shit, but I, I, I stay away from it, man, um, because of a lot of different things, health factors. Oh, of course, it's, yeah. It's, it's the, you know, uh, uh, what do you call the uh, for your high blood pressure and shit. Like, it's not. You definitely yeah. want to stay away from that. Indeed, so, indeed. Yeah, yeah, man. It used to be good. <laughs> <laughs> we got breakfast covered. You know what I'm saying? You, you bless us with that. Yeah. What's a typical lunch look? I mean, oh, now now grits oh. are, grits are hold on, but at some point you're gonna be like, yo, yeah, it's lunch. time for lunch, man. All right, all right. Um, lunch with me, man. Um, usually, I'm a tuna guy. Okay. I'm a tuna guy, definitely, yeah. man. I might do do some Ritz and and some tuna, but uh, I I usually take you know I like my albacore. Okay. I love albacore, yeah. so I mix the albacore with the regular. Tuna, you okay. know, of course, you know, chopping your onions and little celery in there sometimes. Celery, you know, what that I'm goes saying? a long way. It gives and, it that texture, right? And my stepdad did some weird shit. I saw him putting <laughs> back in the eighties. He put some mustard in the tuna. I was gonna ask you, yeah. And I was like, yo, what the hell is he doing? <laughs> but you know, we had to eat what was given to us. Yeah. So when I take, you know, that bread was toasted. And, Said shit, he all right, man. It's, yeah, see, and it's funny because now I'm I'm more partial, yeah, to tuna than mayo. I mean, I'm sorry, to mustard than mustard mayo. And, mayo. On my, and my tuna, right? Like I I put a little mayo on it just to give it that, right? You know what I'm saying, right? Like, yeah, yeah. That, that moisture, yeah. But to me, it's it's like deli mustard. I go, oh I go, man, deli mustard. I go heavy shit. on the deli mustard with yeah. that tuna, man. And I, I know I'm strange. Right? But, no, uh, no, it's all good, man. Yeah. You, 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 you're in the right. Space. But the celery is definitely the way to go because or the onions, right? Where it gives that little bit of a bite, that little yeah, crunch. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, um, man. Um, another raisins. Thing. You throw raisins into it. Nah, I never okay. Did, <laughs> but I've seen that before. Yeah. I've seen it. I think if I'm hungry enough, I'll get it. <laughs> but I'm a raisin guy. I love raisins, yeah. man. I, man, I eat. Don't bring me to your house. You have them, man. Leave me alone. And <laughs> yeah, yo. I eat all the boxes. That shit took me. I was going to yeah, say the box, yo, back in the day. I eat them up. <laughs> stick them up. Index, your index finger. That's the only that's thing. That's the one designed. Yeah, fishing. designed for fishing the, the fishing raisins, the raisins the at the raisins bottom out. of the box. That's right. <laughs> you, you know what's up. And then we used to turn it into a, a, a horn, a whistle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You remember that? 
Straight up, man. Yeah, but then uh, one one more thing that I go to, man. I'm a, I'm definitely a turkey. I'm a turkey and roast beef, and sometimes a pastrami guy. Mm, so yeah. I, you might find me with the pastrami, the roast beef, and the turkey. With you know, you gotta have your side of dill on it, man. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I go in and like you said, the deli mustard on mm-hmm. that, and maybe. Um, I like Swiss cheese, but I like baby Swiss. Okay. Y'all yeah, try that out. Yeah. Or maybe on some pumpernickel. Yeah, you can't go yeah, wrong. Yeah. yeah, so every element of that sandwich has its own character. Yeah, it has different Because the pumpernickel so has like, it, the baby Swiss has a different taste. Right, and yeah, the, yeah. yeah. So wrong. it appeals to all your different taste, your taste, taste buds. buds. Yeah. Yeah, it wakes no. it up, man, you know? This funny thing about, and I don't know if it's just because we're down south and it's and like the delis, the delicatessens aren't like the same as they are up north. Right. Um, oh man. But down here, those. when you when around here, when you find a, a good pastrami, like you can find pastrami most places. Right. But down here, I am, to, at least in my experience, it's like the pastrami spots. Yeah. You remember which ones they are because yeah. there's not a lot of them. That's right. That, where, where they're hitting on like wow. a really good pastrami. Wow. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I've had, I've had pastrami at um. At a farmer's market before. Okay, okay. I don't think they. I don't know if that if that that particular booth is still there. Mm-hmm. But the yellow and green farmers market over off of Sheridan. Oh yeah, you've been up there. Yeah, between Sheridan and, and Tap. Yes, yeah, 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 fire yeah. spot, fire. You know and, it. And yeah. a while back, they, it's been a while since I gone. But I remember man, the last I time I was spot, there, man. and I, I, apparently it's gotten even better and bigger. Yeah. Like, like they've they've grown out last towards time the parking I went, lot. They stopped it because it was the COVID. Because the COVID. Okay, yeah. yeah. So. There's hell of a options up there, yeah, um, and they had a pastrami spot, and it was it was a you know uh, cured meat spot, and their pastrami was ridiculous. I was yeah, like, oh, I can bet. they give you the free samples, and oh, I was like, man, that was yeah, crazy. Right, 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 right. Hot pastrami too, man. Yeah, and, and also another thing, man, not to go on, but corned beef. Mm. I got that up north uh, when I stayed in Jersey. Okay, and, um, they uh, we you know they call the butcher. You know, you go there, yeah, and the guy chop cut that fresh. Fresh uh, corned beef. Yeah, I had a corned beef delicatessen sandwich, mm. and it's so thick, and it's like uh, one thing. Can I can I send one thing? Uh, I, yeah. I, there's a spot here in Hialeah. Damn, it's called Cushion something, man. It's oh, right corner, you know. Yeah, yeah, right, right, not too far from um, unbranded brewing. Right, right. So, right, uh, just right. on the outskirts. Yo, exactly. Cushion. It's yeah, the delicatessen yeah. down. Yeah, yeah, oh, on yeah. 10th Avenue over there. Yeah, yeah right, right. Yeah. On 8th Avenue, something yeah. like that. Yeah, that's I, I the Kush Hialeah spot. Highly yeah. recommend that. Yeah, I definitely went there. It's a mm. little pricey, but it's it's good. But you're getting your money's worth yeah, there. Yeah, definitely, man. No, yeah, some good beers there too. Oh, for sure. Also, yeah, yeah. yeah. Shouts to Kush. They got. A, they also got a spot in Winwood. That was the first one I went to. Yeah, I seen um, that one. Yeah, the corner. Yep, around the corner. And um and no, but definitely that, actually that caught me off off guard because I was going to um, my I was going to unbranded. It was me and my, my youngest and um. Unbranded has um, they do amateur wrestling matches. What? Uh, once a month, man. And it and it's in the warehouse. Me. Yo, I'm the wrestler, man. Yo. My pops is number two out here. Really? Yeah. Back in the days, yeah. Really. So they got, so they got like it's 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 kind of like the training grounds, you know, for the young dudes that are trying to make their way into like 
sports entertainment wrestling. Right, 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 right. And, right, and they put on a hell of a show. Man, I, mean, I gotta yo, check that yo, out. You gotta check it out, man. man we gotta we go together. We'll pull up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll pull up. I mean, it's a great show. The best time to go, I recommend to everybody, is now during the cooler months. Because right. it is in the warehouse. Like, the ring is set up in the warehouse. Right. Summer months could be a little brutal. Like, yeah. it gets warm in there. Yeah, they, But if you go during the months where it's a little cooler, I mean, and I'm talking about cool by Miami standards. But regardless, right. like, it's a it's a great time, man. You pull up. So, the reason I bring that up was because one of the recent moments, uh, one of, I think it was the first time we were going there, we were like, yo, we got to get something to eat before we pull up. Right, right. Um, because at that point, I, I don't think Unbranded had their um, Smokehouse barbecue going. Like now, mm. they have their own barbecue. Yeah, I need to get them. Yeah, on that. and it's good stuff. But at we at this point, it was I don't think they had it up and running yet. So we were like, yeah, I looked for something in the area. I just like Googled it, like to see what was around. And when right. I saw that Kush. Um, Hialeah pop up. I was yeah, like, really? Yeah, yeah, that did. caught me off guard. It was cool, cool yeah. vibe in there. But yo, we yeah. I mean, we enjoyed it. We went in there, yeah. we got a good meal, and then we pulled up to the wrestling show, and it was right. dope. Oh, it was man, dope we event, gotta, man, we gotta, we gotta, yeah, we, we gotta link up. We gotta do a rewind. We'll, we'll, on we'll that. look for, yeah, yeah. Definitely, we'll look for that definitely. next time they pop up, and we'll definitely take a trip over there, man. I'm, I'm fucking down. Yo, yo, Black Snow, one more time, man. Let's hit them with all with all the information, all the stats. Cool. Um, y'all can catch me on IG at. What is it again? Oh, Chief Beats 2021. Yeah. And then also the wise one spelled all the way out with the number 73. All right? And also you can catch me every Thursday at 4 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on Excitement Radio, www.excitementradio.com, the thorough throwback mix show, which I call the bully of all throwbacks. You don't Mm. believe me? Just check it out. All right. And there it is. Bruce Beast and Easter Podcast. As always, I'd like to thank my guest, DJ Black Snow, for taking yep. the time, sitting down, and talking it up with me. I'd like to thank you, the listener, for tuning in yet another week, another episode. If you enjoyed what you heard, tell a friend. If you didn't, tell an enemy. Tell somebody. Let them know it's on all digital streaming platforms, at least the ones that matter. Uh, while you're there, man, make sure you follow, subscribe, so that you know when these episodes drop. Again, I got to tell everybody, you guys are listening to this as soon as it drops. Don't forget, this Saturday, whether you're in Miami, whether you're in Broward, we got events going on. That's right. Miami Roots Cava, or Roots Miami Cava Bar. You know what I'm saying? You got the Hip Hop House Show Tour. Shouts to H2O. Got DJ Black Snow on the ones and twos. Yeah, yeah. All right? And then on the northern side, you got Black Flamingo Brewery. It's their inaugural hip hop night. It's hip hop for the flock. And uh, DJ Thress is spinning Thress. With, with the illest vibes over there as well. So we got you covered, man. There's no excuse why you can't come out and get to know the scene. Because there is a scene. It's happening. It's here. Bruce Beats, the letter N East, the Gmail. Reach out to me. Let me know what you think. Um, and DM me, man, if you, if you, if you know of a, of a dope place where they might have some good seafood that I might have to pull up to. Let me know. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm willing. I'm willing yeah, to go try everything. Man, we're chop it up. That's what I'm talking about. My yeah. peoples, thank you again for tuning in. Y'all know what it is. Oh, head head. Peace. Yeah.